Taking my baby to school, then I pray for Cause you bitches ain't never been cool Writing testament, painting pictures Put me in the Louvre, that's a definite Universal shift, I'm in the groove A celebrity do not mean integrity, you fool I'm a good man, shake your hand Firm grip, rule, 72 wins Lost 10, balling with the flu More than 2 M's, for sure, but add another 2 Little man, man, the big man, it's a GT down and flipping the kickstand. Rich nigga, broke phone, trying to keep the balance. I'm staying strong. Stop playing with me for a turn to a song. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to episode 292 of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. And here at the Unpopular Podcast, I'm not asking you to agree with me. I'm just asking you to hear me out. And hear me out about this. This has been. A colossal failure of a season for the Green Bay Packers. Imagine, think about everything that the Green Bay Packers had going for them coming into the season. It really, it really spans, you know, these last few seasons. Green Bay finishing thirteen and three, thirteen and three, a game within the NFC Championship, and then of course they lost in round one. But even still, that Aaron Rodgers went back to back championship. I mean, back to back MVPs. This was the year that you were supposed to show a lot of things. You were yes, you did lose Devontae Adams. But you were supposed to show that you still have Aaron Rodgers. You still have complimentary pieces. You get Christian Watson. You have Aaron Jones. You're supposed to th- – this – I'll say it like this. This year has been a colossal failure for the Green Bay Packers in all fa- facets of the game. Meaning this isn't just one – this isn't just one unit's fault. And now, of course, this comes off the backs of – or this comes off the back of – Green Bay losing Thursday night football to the Tennessee Titans 27 to 17. The offense looked exactly how it looked the majority of the season. A lot of people thought that the the win against the Dallas Cowboys a week ago was going to be a linchpin for success moving forward or was going to flip the the Green Bay Packers were going to flip the switch and it was it was going to be a resurgence of of the season. And as we've seen, on Thursday night football, they looked exactly how they looked all season. Defense was bad. Offense wasn't that good. Wide receivers weren't really getting separation. Aaron Rodgers was missing throws that he was supposed to miss or that what he really wasn't supposed to miss. And he hasn't usually missed in his career. Uh, the offensive line wasn't that good. There has not been a successful unit this entire year for the Green Bay Packers. Again, think about it going in. A lot of people had them going at least to the well, at least to the playoffs, let alone, you know, <laughs> some people had them making it all the way to the Super Bowl. And it wasn't just because they had Aaron Rodgers. Yes, losing Devontae Adams was huge, but Again, and I keep saying this, look at what the Green Bay Packers had going for them. They had one of, on paper. And, and, and the Green Bay Packers is a prime example of the difference between on paper and, and, and in real life. Just like, what's the team that on paper looked really good? But the, the what, 2003 or 2004 Lakers when they had Karl Malone and and Shaq and Kobe and and uh, Gary Payton on paper that looked good. 
but then they played the game, you know. On paper, the Green Bay Packers are still a a, a great team. Aaron Rodgers they, on defense, they had they had on paper one of the best defenses, arguably the best defense on paper. Zaire Alexander, Smith, Gare, uh, Gray, they had pieces, and. As a unit, this was supposed to be one of the, if not the best defense in football. And they've been far from that. Zaire Alexander has been, yo, he got killed on Thursday night against Tra- what Treyon Burks. Boy. And why why Burks like little man him? No, too small that kid. Nah, not Zaire Alexander. The defense hasn't been good. The offense on the offensive side of the ball, there has not been a consistent unit this year, and that that even includes Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, look, I don't think Aaron Rodgers has fallen off a cliff. Kind of, kind of the same way. I don't think, um, I don't think Russell Wilson has fallen off the cliff. I don't think Aaron Rodgers has fallen off a cliff, but he has not been consistent. Now you can you can attribute that to. Well, maybe because the offensive line has not been that good. Maybe the wide receivers haven't been that consistent. Whatever it is, Aaron Rodgers has not been consistent. There were there were multiple passes on Thursday that Aaron Rodgers should have hit. I know one that sailed a little too high, or very too high for Alan Lazard. Um, one that could have possibly been a, a big gain again uh, for Watson. No, for Sammy Watkins. It. <sighs> These are passes that Aaron Rodgers uh, is accustomed to making. He just hasn't made it. The off the offensive line, Batiari has been in and out the lineup. They have it. It has not been consistent. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has been sacked a lot this year. Now, a lot of that could be to Aaron Rodgers holding the ball a little long, waiting for wide receivers to get open. But they've been sacked a lot, and the wide receivers. I mean, that's it's it's pretty much been talked about all year. The you know it's a young group Watson uh, 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 Rogers who's been he's he's out with injury right now Alan Lazard a lot of people thought Alan Lazard was was able to propel himself to be a number one which he clearly hasn't been Watson he's came on these last two games but he hasn't looked like the the top what second round draft pick that he's supposed to be it it's just this is a colossal failure, and I say that because they're four and seven right now, and I think they have a six percent chance of making it to the playoffs. I don't. This season is over. And even, and, and here's the here's the the the, the question that I have. Even in that six percent, right? Imagine they hit that six percent. Do you? Th- yes, they have Aaron Rodgers, but do you think this team can make a run in the playoffs? Now, a lot of people attribute runs or attribute teams to quarterbacks, which rightfully so, you know, that you're only as good as your quarterback, honestly. And we're talking about this. I was I was thinking about this with with Tom Brady and the Bucks, because, of course, they're more than likely going to the playoffs and they'll have to face maybe a Daniel Jones or a Kirk Cousins or a Geno Smith. Um, And I'm like, well, yes, those teams, the Vikings, the Seahawks have been better this the majority of the year. The Giants clearly have been better. But 
who would you trust, Tom Brady or Daniel Jones? Tom Brady or Geno Smith? Tom Brady or, or you know, Kurt Cousins? But then I think about Green Bay. And it's almost impossible for me to do that with, with Aaron Rodgers. Not because Aaron Rodgers is bad, but because everything I've seen this year from this from the Green Bay Packers. Now, yes, the 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 the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have not been good. Their defense hasn't been, has been inconsistent. Their running game has been non-existent. And Tom Brady has, even though he is like second in the lead in passing yards, he has not been good. But we've seen flashes when they look like they can be the team that a lot of people thought they were going to be this year. Green Bay has only had, what, two games like that. And that was against the Bucs. But even though they had one game like that, because even against the Bucs, the offense was anemic the second half. It was the defense that carried them. And the Bucs weren't aren't that good, I'm trying to tell you. The one game that Green Bay looked incredible this entire year was against the Cowboys. And you can you can kind of attribute that win to poor clock management, poor play, play calling from Dallas. I don't know. I don't a lot of people saying you should trade Aaron Rodgers. Uh, no. A lot of, I, I don't know what you go from here. I don't. I, the season to me, the season's over. I don't. I don't think that six percent is going to hit. I don't think you, they're going to make the playoffs. Um, a lot of people saying that you should bench Aaron Rodgers for Jordan Love. Let me tell you something. If they were confident enough in Jordan Love, they would have benched Aaron Rodgers a while ago. If they were confident in Jordan Love, they wouldn't gave. They would not have given Aaron Rodgers another contract. That's how you know, Aaron, you know, <laughs> Jordan Love might not be it. But this is a colossal failure at every level. And and that's including the coach. I've been very critical of uh Matt LaFleur, you know. Because again, for me, the sign of when you when you I, I look at coaching, of course I look at coaching more of a from, from a basketball point of sense because basketball is my favorite sport i play basketball play basketball you know basketball so i look at coaching through there but i do think that there are similarities as far as coaching styles and coaching 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 uh tall tale signs in in basketball and football to me how do you know the value of a good coach the value or how do you know that you have a good coach is because they come in and they either maintain greatness or they elevate greatness. And you can always tell this. It's easy. Not easy. It is. It's, it's it's easier to coach a star. It's easier to coach a Steph. It's easier to coach a Patrick Mahomes. It's easier to coach a Tom Brady. It's easier to coach. I don't know. Uh, a Josh Allen. These are stars. But it's when you get in the red zone, your play design, or when it's, you know, decision making when it's fourth and one on the opponent's 45 or when it's when it's the, the a playoff game in the second half. Boom. Second half adjustments. 
And I don't think Matt LaFleur, either Matt LaFleur has not been good at that this year or the team just hasn't responded to it. But it just look at look at Green Bay's plus minuses or or Green Bay's plus minuses from the first half of games to the second half. It is it is it is night and day. I just this has been a colossal failure. And and I don't think I don't know. I, I, I do think that uh it could be better next year. I know Aaron Rodgers is getting a little older, but it could be better next year as far as now you have at least a year with with your wide receivers and build some type of connection. As we've seen the last, what, two, three games, Christian Watson has looked a lot better and looked a lot more comfortable. You can tell he had a problem, like, tracing the ball and catching the ball. He's looked and he looked great these last two games. I think I think Thursday night he had, what, two touchdowns maybe? Or, yeah, two touchdowns, I think. Um, but it just – I don't know. I don't know. I know losing Zendarius Smith was going to be big because he was their lead. He was one of their leaders on the defensive side of the ball, and I didn't know it was going to be this big. I know losing Gary to an injury was big too, but even with uh, Gary, he wasn't he wasn't doing nothing really. You have Zaire Alexander, who a lot of people tout as the best corner in football, and he's getting killed. He's getting torched. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this is this is the end of. Uh, maybe it's. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's, this is the end of us expecting that uh, Green Bay can be one of those teams, because I don't know how much longer you have of Aaron Rodgers, and then what what happens next? The, Green Bay will quickly find themselves in the same position that we that uh, what's his name that uh. The Steelers have found themselves in because nobody again. If Jordan Love was the answer, Jordan Love would be the quarterback right now. Nobody, there's no nobody would would take the the off season and the the <laughs> the energy that Aaron Rodgers have been sending out if you had somebody that was prepared to come after him. So. There's the that's hey congratulations to the Titans uh for for beating Green Bay Packers at Green Bay 27 to 17. The Titans look good, man. The Titans it is Frank 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 uh Mike Frank Mike Vrabel. Who is Frank? Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel was one of the best coaches in 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 the NFL. And time and time again he shows it. Okay. The Titans are, are, are Titans are the same team they always are. That's kind of why I tell them as the the Portland Trailblazers of the NF, of of the NFL. But the Titans as a, as a rugged team, they they take on the person the the personality of their coach. is It's a rugged team. Defense is is usually good. It's a pound the ball because you have Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry looked really good against the Packers. <sighs> The Titans are currently seven and three, and the Packers are currently four and seven, and both records reflect how each team, both teams, have been playing. So, speaking of record and reflecting on how teams have been playing, uh, 
The Golden State Warriors are monumentally struggling. And when I say monumentally struggling, there's a championship hangover is a thing. I talked about it when we talked when when we talk about the NFL and and the Bengals and the 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 Rams. Championship hangover is a thing. In basketball, it's hard to get up for set for 82 games. Especially when you're just coming off a championship, especially when, you know, you are you have the the, the recent history that Golden State has as far as winning. I mean, Multiple people on here, what, Steph, Clay, Draymond, Andre Iguodala. These people have four rings. Like, it's it's sometimes it's hard to, to, to get up. And you can, you can, you can. Some people would say that. That uh, as a excuse of what's going on with Golden State, but. There are bigger problems with Golden State right now. Steph, let me first say, Steph Curry is playing the best basketball he has ever played currently right now. That is, We're talking about a two-time MVP, four-time NBA champion, a finals MVP, a person that averaged 30 points a game. The same the same year he finished with fifty uh finished in the fifty forty ninety club. He averaged thirty points. Wow why no he let me let me let me he averaged thirty points a game while also averaging a fifty forty ninety. And I'm saying that he is having the best season he's ever had. And the Golden State Warriors, I think, are currently six and nine. Not only are they six and nine, they are zero and nine. Right, zero and eight, zero and nine, zero and eight. They're zero and eight on the road. I'm not going to uh I'm not going to put this on uh management because of course management is the is the reason is team building uh because of the track record that Bob Myers and Joe Lacob have with Golden State I mean you develop Steph Curry you develop Draymond Green you develop Klay Thompson you develop players like, you know, Kavon Looney, who is one of the most underrated players in the league. Not saying he's a certified bucket, but he does the little things. Hell, you! But sometime right now, as it's looking, the the biggest, the two biggest problems, and and it's been talked about at nauseum, but I'll explain it here. The two biggest problems that Golden State suffers is the defensive side of the ball. And in their second unit. Maybe you didn't know this, but Golden State's first unit is statistically one, uh, I think, a top three lineup in 
basketball this this year, even with them being six and nine, this year their starting lineup of Clay Thompson, I mean Stephon Stephon, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, uh Andrew Wiggins, and Kevon Looney is like I think probably the best plus minus lineup in basketball. They're anytime, anytime. Steph Curry goes off the floor. I think it plummets to like 27th. Their bench, a lot of people going into it, and I said this before the season started, going into it, they're putting a lot, they're they're banking a lot on players like Jonathan Kaminga and James Wiseman and Jordan Poole, who, who just got paid, um, Moses Moody. Dante DiVincenzo, they got him this offseason. You're banking a lot on them because of what you're losing. While no, Otto Porter Jr. is not a big household name. Gary Payton II is not a big household name. Bielitsa is not a big household name. They played major factors in not only the camaraderie of the bench, but Gary Payton and Otto Porter with the defense and, and Otto Porter and Bielitsa with the offense. And then, of course, that that takes away pressure from players like Jordan Poole and players like, you know, players like Moody, who didn't really play that much last year. When I say I'm not going to to blame Lake Lake up and and Bob Myers is because we've seen Golden State has had one of, if not the best player development stories we've ever seen in multiple cases with Steph, Clay, and Dre. But sometimes, and and it seems like right now, sometimes you just don't hit. There were concerns about, um, there were concerns about Jonathan Kaminga's worth ethic in the offseason. And you're starting to see he doesn't look like he's ready. In fact, none of the young people look like they're ready. They just sent James Wiseman, who was supposed to be a huge catalyst for them this year. They just sent him back, back to the G League. Moses Moody hasn't really been able to get burned. And let me address the defensive thing, the defensive side of the ball, because Golden State is like ranked 27th in defense. Steph Curry has never been the big, the best defender. Um, Jordan Poole has never been the best defender. At least individual defenders. But one thing the defense is, for people that don't know, is trust. You have to be able to trust that if one person gets beat, somebody's going to come up and help. If that person is coming up to help, somebody has their back. If 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 the person that has their back has to leave their man, the person that got beat usually goes to them. It's 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 a trust thing. You have to be on a string, and you can't say that Golden State is un, is not capable of doing it because they have been amongst the top defensive teams in this championship run that they've been in. That is with KD and without KD. And hell, if you really look at look at KD's defense off Golden State and on Golden State, it's it's drastically different. You see, 
this team, it doesn't, it, 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 I think Kendrick Perkins said it best. This, it just feels like a bunch of individuals on a, that, that have the same jersey. That's not a team. It's, you can, you can, especially when you're the hunted, you just won a championship. You got, you got people like Mikael Bridges taunting Clay Thompson the entire game. People aren't people. People are hunting this team because they just won a championship, and a lot of people think that it was a lot of um, unique circumstances that got Golden State this title. Meaning they didn't have to go against, you know, uh, John Morant got hurt in their playoff series. They didn't have to go against the Phoenix Suns. Now, some people could say, well, hey, we didn't have to go against the Phoenix Suns because they couldn't beat the Dallas Mavericks. But, hey. Golden State. Oh, another person we have to talk about is Klay Thompson. And actually, the Klay Thompson dilemma is brings credence and adds credence to the statement that they are playing. They're just a bunch of people playing with the same jersey they're not they don't play like a team i understand that it takes time and 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 clay thompson's trying to get back to prime clay which i think he even said it in espn's cover story he's never going to get back to the no one's ever after after two devastating you know a, a, a torn acl and a torn achilles in back-to-back years, plus you're getting older, you're never going to be the same. This is this is clear. Like we know this. However, if you you can get close to the same, you just gotta gotta really work 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 on it. The problem that I feel Clay is doing is he's pressing. You saw that a lot last year, which I, I get. You know, you, you want to get back so fast, but you see, he's pressing. There are times when Golden State can be this close, this close to to snatching the game or 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 or, or taking taking the momentum, and we saw it against Phoenix. Against Phoenix, Golden State was on a run, momentum was was kind of leaning their way, and Klay Thompson took the two most momentum killing three point shots. I've ever seen and miss both. And you saw, I mean, it's always highlighted the, the, the first one, Jordan Poole's body language and the second one, uh, Draymond Green's body language. Because you can feel, you understand momentum. You can't see it, but you can feel it like, Oh yeah, they got it. Actually, you can see it. You look up and like, oh, damn, they're on a 10 to 3 run. Or they're on a a 12 to 2 run. That's momentum. Or you've been down the whole game and all of a sudden you rattle off nine straight points. That's momentum. And Clay Thompson, it, just, it feels like he's trying so hard. Did you know Russell Westbrook is shooting better? Three, At least shooting better three-point percentage currently than Clay Thompson is? Didn't know if you knew that or not. 
and a lot of people uh, want to attribute a lot of this to the punch that, uh, of course, Draymond Green punched Jordan Poole this offseason. Uh, actually, shortly before the season started. The punch doesn't affect a team's defense. Actually, you know what? I will say this. Trust is a big thing. Camaraderie is a big thing in basketball, in sports in general. But in basketball, trust and camaraderie is a big thing. If you don't have it, you're going to look like Golden State. A, a team a team that has a team that just won a championship and looks drastically nothing like that. Steph Curry has been Steph Curry and has been playing great this entire – he just had a 50-point game and they lost. They're 0-8 currently on the road. It ain't like they've been playing juggernauts. I do think that it's the thing. I do think that the punch has something to do with the trust in the locker room. It's not. It it, it would be it would be different if if it was just like Jonathan Kaminga and Jordan Poole. Yeah, their relationship would be the same, but. The relationship won't be the same, but this is one of the leaders, one of the team leaders that did this. And I said this before. At that point now, how are you going to be able to tell me to do something when we saw what you did? The world saw what you did. There's a lot going on with Golden State, and I think that there's time to fix it. If they don't, I will say this. If they don't fix it, soon then don't be surprised if some of these young players that were supposed to be cogs and fixtures in Golden State's not only current playoff or current championship run but future don't be surprised if they're gone again there was not nobody I'm sure Golden State did not have Send Wiseman back to the G, back to the G League in their domino. I mean, in their uh, Uno cards. No, they didn't think we're going to pay Jordan Poole an extension, hundred million plus dollar extension, for him to be as inconsistent as he's been. They knew they knew Clay Thompson was going to take time, but I don't think they expected him to be this this offensive in fact this anemic period because he hasn't really been good defensively either golden state is going to if if things don't change golden state is going to find themselves having to wrestle with two parties and two decisions one decision is you don't waste this steph curry season Steph Curry, it doesn't look like he's slowing down anytime soon. You don't want to waste this Steph Curry season, and you don't want to waste the current situation or you, the current predicament of Golden State, meaning you don't – this team on paper, 
is still good it's good enough to win a championship. They just did it a year ago. A lot of their free agents, Jermichael Green, who I thought was a big, big signing, he hasn't matriculated. Dante DiVincenzo's been hurt most of the, most of the season, so he's still trying to get his legs back. But <laughs> players that you're either going to A, not waste this Steph Curry run that you have because even, St- even Steve Kerr said it's coming to an end. It could be this year. It could be next year. Not saying Steph Curry, but this championship expectation that Golden State has. So you either A, act on it now and and trade uh, some of these young pieces, trade a, a, a Kaminga, trade a Wiseman, maybe Moody, maybe maybe a, a, a Jordan, uh, probably not Jordan Poole, they just signed an extension, but trade one of some of them young asses and try to get a big piece, an all-star level piece. Or you say, hey, we see what Steph Curry's doing. It is what it is. But we are Jordan Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga, Andrew Wiggins, James Wiseman, Moody. They are our future. And we're not going to sacrifice the future for the current. The problem with that is the current is Stephen Curry. A man that just dropped 50 points. In fact, a man that is currently, give me a second. A man that is currently averaging 32.8 points a game. For people that don't know, that is second in the league behind Luka Doncic's 34. Seth Curry also has made the most three-pointers at 72. Golden State, if things don't turn themselves if things don't turn around and of course we could we could all be we're not over exaggerating, but we can look up in a couple week or in two weeks in there four, five, six, seven games above 500 and things just look like we thought they would look like. And then at that point, the conversation would be different. But what if we look up in two, three weeks and they look the same, that they, they look exactly the same or hell, even worse. Then we have to make, then what decisions they're going to make? Do you want to waste this Golden State? Do you want to waste this incredible Steph Curry season? Or do you want to just say, hey, this is a future we don't want to, we see potential. And that's the thing that I always talk about with rebuilding teams and draft picks. Yeah, there's potential there, but those draft picks turn into players. What are those players going to be? And yeah, you can have potential, but what if, I I understand, I think, and I said this, I think last episode, James Wiseman just needs more reps, but what happens when he gets those more reps and things don't change, if that happens, then what? Golden State just finds themselves having, they're, they have some decisions to make. If things don't turn around, 
Jordan Poole has to play better. Klay Thompson has to Everybody outside of Stephen Curry has to play better. The team has to play better defense. The the bench is they have arguably the worst bench as at least plus minus wise. I think they have like the third worst bench plus minus wise in the league behind I think the Orlando Magic and the Detroit Pistons. That means that the Lakers bench is better than them. And we've been talking about how bad the Lakers, yeah, you have Russell Westbrook on the bench, but still. Things are going to have to change one way or the other in Golden State. And speaking of changing one way or the other, that's called a transition, baby. (laughs) You know... There is a phrase that you hear more and more uh, these days than I think I've ever heard. And that is, just because it's true doesn't mean it needs to be said. Or another phrase is, uh, especially in sports, I like what he said, just not who he said it to and how he said it. So Kevin Durant sat with, I think, Chris Chris. Haynes um, and he was very honest and candid about not only his trade request but the current state of of the Brooklyn Nets uh, talked about Kyrie and, and his decision and when I mean his I mean Kevin Durant's decision not to question Kyrie's decision of not getting vaccinated which a lot of people think caused, caused Brooklyn not only the season last year, but cost uh, them their relationship with James Harden, who is now currently in Philly. And like, a, there's never an off. There's never a, a, an off day with Kevin Durant, man. Kevin Durant went full blown. Like, what do you expect? I mean, he said names. Sumner, he said Nick Claxton, Joe Harris. Like, look at that starting lineup. And what do you what do you expect? You expect them to win because of me, which which, again, a lot of th- most of the things that Kevin Durant said is uh, is a hundred percent true. Kevin Durant is arguably a not arguably is a top five player in the league. Some nights, a lot of people can question if he's number one or two. So of course. When when we look at when you look at the Golden State Warriors, and I just talked about when you look at the Golden State Warriors, you expect them to win most games because they have Steph Curry. When you look at the Dallas Mavericks, you expect them to win most games because they have Luka Doncic. When you look at Boston Celtics, you expect them to win most games because they have Jason Tatum. When you look at the Milwaukee Bucks, you expect them to win most games because they have Giannis Antetokounmpo. Hell, and it's that's it's with every star. You look at Portland, they have Damian Lillard. You look at Memphis, they have John Morant. You look at the Lakers, they have LeBron James. You expect them to win a lot of these games because they have stars. When you look at the Brooklyn Nets, you expect them to win because they have Kevin Durant. And people know how good Kevin Durant is. The problem is, Kevin... <laughs> You can't then like it, it. It's you may not have meant to do this, and it may you may you may not have meant for it to come off this way. But you can't throw your teammates under the bus, bro. 
Now, yes, they did come back and and win. I think Royce O'Neal, Royce O'Neal uh, had a tip in uh, game winning shot against uh, or game winning tip in against the Portland Trailblazers. And Ben Simmons had the best game he's had as a Brooklyn Net. I think he had like fifteen and twelve. But you look at this team, and a lot of people are saying, what would they look like when, when Kyrie Irving gets back? And I'm thinking to myself, wait, we, wait, wait a second. Did my eyes deceive me? <laughs> but didn't we see what they look like with Kevin, with Kyrie and Kevin and, and health, like, ta- talent-wise, this team has has good names: Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James, uh, not James, uh, Ben Simmons, Seth Curry. He's still kind of shaping back into form. Royce O'Neal's cool; he's a big piece. But this is one of the biggest reasons why I criticized Kevin Durant. Not criticized; I questioned Kevin Durant leaving Golden State for Brooklyn. I get, you know, you wanted to play with your friend Kyrie, but you can do that in off season, brother. My thing is when you're when you're you don't want to give up a good thing, bro. If you have a good thing, a lot of good things don't come back. Like a lot of good thing, there's not a lot of good things in the league. And what I mean that is, you're on an organization that cares about you, that 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 has a star player. That's not selfish, and I'm not saying Kyrie Irving selfish, but you have a player that can play with a star player that can play with anybody, it seems, and that's in Steph Curry. You and and I understand you you're still Kevin Durant. I get it, but what I'm saying is this. This has been a loud year for a loud two years. For the Brooklyn Nets. And. To me that kind of. Solidifies the fact that they're not winning anything. And when I mean anything. They're not winning a championship. Name the loudest team. That won a championship. And when I mean loud. I mean always in the headlines. For something negative. Uh. One of the team leaders always is loose. You don't know what's going to go on with him. I'm talking about Kyrie Irving. The other one is a is 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 a is a. You don't know what's going to happen with him either. That's Kevin Durant. When Kevin Durant requested a trade, at that moment I knew, yeah, no, this team, and he did not get traded. I said, this team is not winning a championship. I don't care if Ben Simmons turns into the Ben Simmons that we saw in 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 Philly, which I don't think he will get back to. This team is not winning because it kind of goes back to the Golden State. Camaraderie is a real thing. It's not only the fact that Kevin Durant requested a trade. I mean, Kobe Bryant, RIP, he requested a trade from the Lakers. And you see how that worked out. They got the man Pau Gasol. But... Kevin Durant not only requested a trade, he then said, yo, either I come back or Steve Nash and 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 
I think Steve Nash and the GM got to go. Now, yes, Steve Nash is ultimately gone, but the GM is not. And then you, it's, I will say this, man. After these comments, now let me see. They could make the turnaround. They, if they make a turnaround, then this, this, all this is mute. Uh, and when I say turnaround, I mean like start winning games because defensively they're not good at all. The Brooklyn Nets aren't aren't good at all, especially rim protecting. But if they win, and you look if if they if they remain if the Kyrie Irving comes back because I think he's supposed to be coming back tomorrow, which is which is a uh, Sunday. Uh, and they they look incredible. We'll see because I mean, but but if you look think about it though, look at the standings. Brooklyn is currently 11th. Cool. In a seven-game series, do you see do you see Brooklyn beating the the Boston Celtics right now? Even though the Boston Celtics are struggling defensively, no, I don't see them beating Milwaukee. I honestly don't see them beating Atlanta, Cleveland. Even though Cleveland's on a five-game losing streak, Toronto they might be able to beat the Pacers. Not my Wizards, though. <laughs> Philly, like, come on, man. Talent-wise, they have they have the names. But Ben Simmons hasn't really been what they thought he would be. Kyrie Irving is, has, has been exactly what he's been. And Kevin Durant is, that's why he requested a trade. So the moral of this whole thing is, bro, you can say what you say. <laughs> But sometimes you just don't gotta say because if I'm if I'm if I'm his teammate, imagine he says, "Hey man, Jalen, like look look who's our starting starting lineup. Look at Jalen. Like what you expect to do with that? I'll feel some type of way. <laughs> like the hell, this the look, professional athletes are prideful, bro. You can be the best man. You know how you know they're prideful, and and prideful is not always a bad thing." I know that it has a negative connotation and, and prideful is sort of a bad thing, but it's not always a bad thing. You know what? Let me not say prideful. Confidence. Prideful can be bad, but confident. Professional athletes are confidence. I put money. If you ask any professional athlete who's the best at their sport, nine times out of ten, they will say them. Not saying that they're they, – because they have the supreme confidence in themselves. Hell, I – don't play that. Don't don't play professional. But I'm not gonna say hey, unless you're in the NBA. But I'm not gonna say hey. I'm gonna put him 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 over me. That's crazy. The professional athletes are confident people. So when you got Kevin Durant, who we know how good Kevin Durant is, come out and say yo, Royce O'Neal, Nick Claxton, Joe Harris, Edmund Sumner. Like look at look at look at that roster. What you what you expect to do with that? That's crazy. Can't say that. Can't can't say that. That's all I'm saying, man. Let's move. Let's let's move forward. Uh, congratulations to uh Paul Goldschmidt for winning the AL no NL AL AL MVP. Uh, had a pretty good season. Pretty good season. He had a great season. I mean, he had what. 35 home runs, 178 hits, uh 115 RBI. He averaged point thir- uh three 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 one seven. 
he's well deserved. Which he's the first Cardinals player to win the MVP since Pujols, which is ironic because this was Pujols last year, and and uh, you know he's he, Paul. He saw Paul. They they pre, he pretty much as an Albert Pujols had a front side front side or front seat to Paul Goldschmidt's season. This is kind of it was a no brainer. Paul Goldschmidt was the best player in the NL this entire year, and it wasn't it wasn't even close, honestly. Um, and, and you know the while yes, Albert Pujols did have an incredible year, got to seven hundred uh, home runs or more than seven hundred home runs, but. This the the Cardinals had no business making it to the playoffs, like none, and the fact that they were able to may is mostly because of behind the play of Paul Goldschmidt. So it definitely you know congratulations to Paul Goldschmidt for winning the um winning the AL MVP, and of course was it AL NL 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 I'm sorry NL MVP. And of course, uh, the New York Yankees won, or Aaron Judge won the AL MVP. Um, look, I don't know who you expected to win the MVP. Especially in the AO, I mean, all we've been talking about this entire year is uh, Aaron Aaron Judge's Aaron Judge's uh, six sixty two home runs. Uh, he had a batting average of point three one one. Aaron Judge, the first uh, Yankees to win the MVP, I think, since Babe Ruth or something like that. There's nothing, I mean, he had one of the most incredible seasons we've ever seen um, as far as a, a hitter. Now, yes, the Yankees ultimately didn't win, and it's unfortunate that he, the success that Aaron Judge and the Yankees had in the regular season didn't translate to the postseason um, because it just... Aaron Jones, Aaron Judge, and and the whole team just bats just fell asleep. They they couldn't hit to save their lives, but Aaron Aaron Judge again. He had sixty two home runs. I don't know what you. I don't know what to say. I don't know what you. I don't know who the hell you expected to win uh, the AL MVP um, if it wasn't Aaron Jones or Aaron Judge. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know how you live in then, so. But, hey, congratulations to Paul Goldschmidt and congratulations to Aaron Judge for winning both AL or NL and AL MVP. So, <sighs> Kawhi Leonard's back. And, a lot, you know, a lot of people ask, what does that mean? And does that mean that the – I will – does that mean that the Clippers are now – Fight favors to win the title. I will say this. Um, it's not important. And Danny Green said this last night, so sh- or the other night. So shout out to Danny Green. It's not important 
for Paul for not Paul for Kawhi Leonard to be good now. The first half of the season doesn't really, and you're going to see this a lot, I believe. You're going to see a lot of, uh, which you've already saw the last 12 games, I think, Kawhi Leonard has missed. You're going to see a lot of DMPs from Kawhi Leonard the first half of the season. Towards the second half, that's when you're going to, that's when to me it's important that you get Paul, you know, uh, Kawhi Leonard in the game. He plays heavier minutes so that once you get to the playoffs he's ready he's hot he's fresh because with a player like Kawhi Leonard coming back into the lineup it's not like yes he's a star and it's not like uh, a player like Kawhi Leonard shifts the entire shifts the entire nucleus of the team yes Paul George has been going crazy but now Paul George goes back to the two and, and goes back to the number two position. And I'm not saying shooting guard. I mean, like, you're not now you're not the man. You're you're the second guy. You're the Robin again. Now, players like Luke Kennard don't see as many minutes or shots. Players like Reggie Jackson don't see as many minutes or shots. This just changes that Marcus Morris doesn't see the, the same amount of shots or minutes. So. That it's you 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 want to you need the second half to learn all that to be able to adapt to your role to be able to see what your role is going to be because it wasn't this in the start of the season but now it's going to be this I think if you get a healthy uh, Kawhi Leonard going into the playoffs then it's it and and everything's clicking Paul George is playing well. The whole team, John Wall is playing well because John Wall has looked healthy. I'm not going to say he's looked the best as far as because he's been taking a lot of threes. But John Wall has looked healthy, which I do like to see. If you go into the playoffs and everything's clicking, Kawhi Leonard's healthy, Paul George is healthy, everyone is adapted to their roles, then yes, this team is going is is, is going to have something to say about who makes it to the finals, whether it's them, whether it's, uh, uh, I don't know, Golden State, if they get their act together, whether it's another team, they're going to they're going to have something to say. Because if you look at the top of the or Western Conference standings, I think Portland's going to be good as far as in the playoffs, but I don't think that they're going to remain at the top of the Western Conference. Western Conference. Suns are still going to be the Suns. Denver's going to be Denver. I think Utah's going to fall out very soon because they're trying to tank. Uh, Pelicans, Grizzlies, Dallas. I don't, I don't like Minnesota. I'm just saying. I think don't be surprised. If the first half of the season, like I said, we've already he's already missed twelve games. The first half of the season, you see a lot of DMPs, or he doesn't play back to backs, or you see a lot of knee load management, which I think we saw already. Um, don't be surprised if we see that. Now, towards the second half of the season, if we continue to see that, that's when the problems come. That's when, like, all right, you're not building that camaraderie, you're not building that that chemistry. He's not going to be in shape coming into the playoffs, and he it's not it's not like you know, it's not like a this is your best player, and you they need hell they had Paul George they had Paul George and Paul George got them to the Western Conference Finals what two years ago, and and Kawhi Leonard missed when Kawhi Leonard actually hurt himself like got had the knee injury. 
so Paul George is good enough to get him to the Western Conference Finals, but then what happens when you run into a, a better team or a team that has multiple players? Hell, they didn't win the Western Conference Finals. That's when the Suns went to the finals. They lost to, you know, Milwaukee, but still. It is a it is a nice – I, I want to see everyone healthy. So it was a good sign to see Kawhi Leonard back in the lineup. But, you know, don't don't be surprised if it's very inf- – like very inconsistent – until the second half of the season. If the second half of the season comes and it's still inconsistent and still talking about knee management and knee soreness, then we got some problems, in my opinion. So, uh, No, I have not forgot. Let's do week 11 predictions. Uh, who do I think is going to win? Uh, let's go Bears at Falcons. I got the... I got the Falcons. Falcons are at home. Even though Justin Fields has been playing well these last few weeks, uh, they still haven't equated to wins. Um, and the Falcons haven't really been winning either. But I, I have the Falcons winning. I just mainly because they're home, honestly. Uh, so yeah, I have the Falcons winning that one. Panthers at Ravens. I have the Ravens. The Ravens are at home. Baker Mayfield starting, which I think Baker Mayfield starting at least this game is better than P.J. Walker starting. But uh, you're still Lamar. The Ravens are a better team, all-around better team. And I I just – the Panthers aren't that good. So I have the Ravens winning that. Browns at Buffalo. The the game's actually going to be in Detroit because Buffalo is, like, getting six inches of snow or supposed to get six inches of snow. Um, I think that's a huge advantage for Buffalo, especially when you have Josh Allen not playing outside the the amount of time that they throw the ball. Uh, You can – a run game travels. Yeah, it'll be cold, but you can always run the ball, and you don't really have to worry about wind and, and stuff. When you pass the ball, and especially pass the ball as much as uh, the Bills do, I think that's a huge advantage for Bills. And I have the Bills winning this game. Josh, I think they're on a two-game losing streak or three-game losing streak, two-game losing streak. Josh Allen, and you're playing in a dome. I got Josh Allen winning this. Uh, I, I, I just think a lot has been uh, – you have to sh- – change the script at least some point and while no they're they're not they're still six and three but you're on a two-game losing streak against two teams that you were projected to beat uh i I have the bills winning this game commanders at texans have the commanders uh tyler taylor heineke looks like he's going to be starting for the foreseeable future even with carson Wentz, looks like he's healthy to come back i think that's the right decision as because of the locker room i mean if you the locker room and the energy of a, of a of a team tells you who they want, you know. And it Taylor Heineke may not be the best option for the team. Carson Wentz may be the best option. Who knows? But it it's all about the locker room. And if the locker room and the and the team and the energy is better with Taylor Heineke as a starting quarterback, then you and and he did just win, you know, a big win against the Eagles. You ride that. You want to, you you ride that. You're five and five right now. You have a chance to go five hundred. You're going against the worst team in the league. I, I you know the the team that you the the Washington. Even though 
they still they still have their problems. The and Taylor Heineke still even has his problems. Washington looks looks better. They look like they care. They look like they want to be there. They just look better with Taylor Heineke. Not saying that Taylor Heineke is a is is not as good or, or is better than Carson Wentz. It's just energy. So I I I have no problem. And I think it's smart that Washington is going to stick with Taylor Heineke at least for the foreseeable future. But for Sunday, I have Commanders winning. Again, the Texans aren't good. The Texans are not good at all. I got the Commanders win this game. Eagles at Colts. Uh, I have the Eagles winning. Even though the Colts do present a lot of problems, if they continue to play like they played last week, a lot of defensive coverages and offensive coverages that um, that the Colts do are the same thing that Washington did and the same thing that a lot of teams that gave Eagles problems do. Now the Eagles did get in a Dominican suit. I don't know if he's gonna play. Uh I don't know if he's gonna play on, on Sunday, but getting Dominican suit was huge, especially for the Eagles run game or run defense, which has been their biggest problem this year. This is just yet another <laughs> yet another sign that the Eagles are going for it this year. So but on Sunday I do have the Eagles winning. Uh, I, I still trust Jalen Hurts over Matt Ryan at this point, and I trust a team that has only one loss in the season compared to a team that has five and one tie. I have the Eagles winning that one. Just at Patriots, I have the Jets. Um, the Patriot, yo, Mac Jones has regressed. Now that's that you kind of saw that coming when you don't even have an offensive coordinator on the team. Uh, he's regressed badly. Now I. Zach Wilson hasn't been that good either. The The Jets have been riding off of the run game and uh, the defense. If, if, if Zach Wilson just plays within himself, they're going to win. And he doesn't he, – he manages the game. He doesn't have to do too much. He doesn't too little. They'll win the game because I don't – the Patriots defense is still good, but I don't see them be, hanging what? 20, 25, 30 points on somebody's head with consistency. The only problem is I also don't see there from the Jets. So I have the Jets winning that. Rams at Saints. I don't even know, man. I guess. Mm, I guess I'll go Rams. Because I know Matthew Stafford's gonna be back, even though Cooper Cup is gone. Cooper Cup is gone. But the Saints have been bad too, man. The defense. I'm, mm. I'm gonna go Saints. I'm gonna go Saints. The defense. I have no faith in the defense. I have no faith in Andy Dalton, but. To me, the Saints have the best player that is available, I think, and that is Alvin Kamara. That's a bad game. Both teams aren't that good. I'm going to pick the Saints. Lions at Giants. I got the Giants. The Lions are riding on a two-game win streak. However, the Giants are still the Giants, and the Giants have been good this year. They're 7-2. I have the Giants. Uh, Raiders at Broncos. I will say this. The, Bron- the Raiders have to win this game. You lose back-to-back weeks against Jeff Saturday, who was literally coaching his first game as a coach on any on any level outside of high school. 
and then you turn around and lose to Nathaniel Hackett, who a lot of people have a, have determined to be arguably the worst coach in in the league right now. You think the Josh McDaniels should should be fired? Noise was loud last week. I say all that to say the I got the Raiders winning because they have to win this game. They have to win this game. Yo, you can't lose back-to-back to Jeff Saturday and Nathaniel Hackett. That's all I'm saying. Cowboys at Vikings. At the Vikings. I'm, oh, hold on. It's 425. Mm. It's 425. We know 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins is a Hall of Famer, but 425. I have the Vikings. I don't I, I think that... Justin Jefferson has emerged as one of, if not the best, uh, wide receiver in the league right now. And Kirk Cousins has been good. I mean, quite as kept, Kirk Cousins has been really good. Uh, And Dallas defense, you're probably going to put Trayvon Diggs on Justin Jefferson. And you got to, you, hey, hey. The offensive line has to protect Kirk Cousins from Mika Parsons. And that defense, which is a very good defense, um, I just don't trust the offense against this. This I just don't trust the Cowboys' offense against the Vikings' defense. The Vikings' defense that caused or put a lot had a lot of caused a lot of problems for Josh Allen, uh, and that that Bills' offense, which is in my opinion better than the Cowboys' offense. So I have the and the Vikings are at home. I have the Vikings winning this game. Bengals at Steelers. Bengals are going to kill the Steelers, I believe. Um, yeah, the Bengals are just a better team, uh, in my opinion. The Chiefs, Sunday Night Football, Chiefs at Chargers. I have the Chiefs mainly because the Chargers are still beat up. Uh, and a lot of a lot of these wins that the Chargers have are, like, not against high-scoring teams. And now you're going against one of the highest-scoring team in the league. Now, losing Valdez Scaling, he's on IR. That's going to be big, but you still have a lot of pieces. Uh, Travis Kelsey's still there. You know, Juju Smith should still – I don't know if he's going to be out of concussion protocol. But as we've seen, Kandarius Tony still or looks good. I have the Chiefs winning that. And Monday Night Football, that's in Mexico, I think, actually, um, or Mexico City. Uh, 49ers at Cardinals. Cardinals suck. So, Cardinals suck. I have the 49ers. Um, Cardinals aren't that good. And I don't think they know if Kurt, I mean, if uh, Kyler Murray is going to start. If Kyler Murray starts, that helps the Cardinals favor. But if not, Colt McCoy might be starting, but he's even hurt too. So, I don't fuck. I don't know. I have, I have the 49ers. Uh, and lastly, just to let you guys know, um, the World Cup is starting tomorrow, which is Sunday. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't think. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I know United States is in it. At least they made it. But I don't have any hope that they're gonna win anything. I don't. I don't think has the win has the men's ever won the World Cup. Has Team USA ever? won the World Cup 
uh, believe it or not, the <laughs> believe it or not, the USA men's national soccer team has never won a World Cup. The team has never even advanced to the final. So there you have it. <laughs> That's been today's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. I appreciate you guys. If you want an Unpopular Podcast shirt, hoodie, sweater, long sleeve joggers, link is in the description below. I have multiple different colors, multiple different designs. It's getting cold as hell out there. I mean, hell, Buffalo's getting six inches of snow, apparently. Go get your Unpopular Podcast merch today. Also, Please subscribe to every listening. Please subscribe to every watching. I appreciate everyone that leaves comments, no matter what the comment is, <laughs> under my videos. I definitely usually respond if it's a respectful comment. Uh, so continue to do that. Continue to share. Continue to tell a friend to tell a friend. It definitely means a lot to me. And until next time, much love.
gon' shake that ass in them pretty tickle bitties. So get your racks up, get your math up. I'ma back it up, back it, back it up. I'ma bust it, bust it, bust it, bust it, back it up. I see them great sweats, I see a blank check. It must be the cash, cause it ain't your face. It must be the cash, cause it ain't your face. 